0: Hello guys, good morning. This is episode 1 of episode 1. This is going to be just, you know, just like a chill, just kind of like a nerd podcast. Um, This episode is probably going to be really rough because this is my first episode of a podcast. Um, I don't know, I mean, maybe for some background, you know, I'm just you know, 18-year-old college dropout, just trying to, you know, follow my passions, you know, yada, yada, um, you know, lifelong, just nerd and, you know, comic book fan in general, so I feel like this is probably, you know, I guess the most fitting outlet for me to, um, express that, I suppose. Um, this is gonna be a pretty light episode, I guess my planned schedule is gonna be maybe like these hour, half an hour to hour long episodes maybe every Monday, um, that is, that is tentative at the moment, um, that is just based on how well, you know, these first few episodes go, and then I think every Friday I will want to do maybe like a, like another episode, you know, upload two or three times a week, Monday, Friday, maybe a Wednesday or somewhere in there, and, you know, just, cover, you know, have a different topic each day, Mondays will be news and news topics, Fridays can be, oh, you know, just like a chilled out, you know, film topic, um, we can find out Wednesdays as the podcast goes along, but, um, yeah, this is just going to be a really relaxed podcast, just talking about news, just having, you know, just a chill time. So today, today's going to be very light, it's probably be a really short episode, just, you know, because it is the first episode. Um, I really only had two pieces of news to talk about today just because, you know, it's a Saturday morning currently when I'm recording this. Um, There's not a whole lot going on at the moment. However, there are two big things that did catch my eye that happened within the past couple days. One of which is, I mean, as many of you know, Spider-Man No Way Home is one of the biggest movies post-COVID to come out. I think it is the highest earning movie post-COVID. Um, it actually leaked online, completely HD, online leak, um, I'm not sure where to find it, because I personally don't really want to search for it, I know that I've seen quite a few scenes on YouTube for it, um, but yeah, the entire film, this is ahead of its digital release, I believe it was March 25th, I want to say that it was supposed to release online, or release for, you know, digital And then physically is going to release april 12th however they have moved up the digital release date just because um just because of all this you know leaking this movie has been severely hindered by leaks of course you know months and months ahead of its um theatrical release there was the andrew garfield clip that we all stood up and pointed and cheered whenever we saw it on the big screen um you know, and then there was the there was the mini leaks about oh you know Toby Maguire is going to be in this movie, Aunt May is going to die in this movie. You know there was I mean I mo I heard m- most of what the actual plot was ahead of release. However, luckily for me, I forgot it by the time the movie even came out, so I was, I was still set on that. Um, but yeah, I just found this to be hilarious just because of how. How affected by leaks this movie has been and that is a thing that I personally have had a problem with Um, as far as pop culture music everything goes is I just hate the idea of leaks I would rather just see things when I see it I don't like the idea of people taking things and just putting them out there before their intended release date because I do prefer like that wait and that official release and the payoff of the hype and not oh hey you know this film has leaked online which I mean now you know it doesn't really matter that it's leaked online cause you know everyone and their mother has seen this movie but you know I just thought that was really interesting that this film can't seem to not be leaked online no matter what you know there was clips of Andrew and Toby on set there was the leaks of the Sinister Five I guess of Sandman and Green Goblin and Lizard before they were even confirmed I don't Yeah, I don't think, Electro and, or no, um, Lizard and Sandman weren't even confirmed, I believe, until that first full-length trailer where everyone saw the Brazilian edit that had, I want to say, was was it Toby, I think, in the film that actually punched Lizard in the face? It might have been Andrew. I don't remember. I'll need to go back and rewatch that scene whenever it does come out, um, for a home release. Um, so yeah, that was kind of, I just, I don't know, I found that hilarious. That is a film I definitely will want to talk about on this podcast I think I might I think I might make a episode for that whenever it does release on digital just talk about you know my thoughts and feelings on it and you know just everything um so yeah and then I'm gonna move on wow I really sped through that I'm, I am gonna make this a just a short little pilot episode I guess my second bit of news <laughs> oh my god I'm gonna be I'm using variety and i g n um just for backup information here um uh, if you have gone to see if you've gone to see the batman um there is a trailer that plays before the batman that talks about twenty twenty two is i think it's something the year for heroes or something like that and they put up on the screen the batman black Adam the flash um and then Aquaman two and they were all supposed to come out in twenty twenty two well, it has been announced that half of those films aren't even going to come out this year now. Um, the Batman, of course, just came out. It is an incredible film. You need to go see that if you have not seen The Batman yet. It's only been out for a week, so you definitely still have time to go see it. Um, Black Adam, luckily, was pushed It was pushed back from July. Luckily, it was only pushed back to October of this year. However, The Flash, which I was actually excited to see just because I... um. I'm just excited to see how they handle the Michael Keaton Batman character and just the how they adapt Flashpoint this time because I do find the animated film to be a really solid adaptation, so I'm interested to see how they do this in live action. Um, it's been moved from November to fucking June. Next June is the next time this film is going to come out. I don't know, that, I just Because a film like Aquaman 2 was only pushed back from December to March, But I feel like, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense because you're pushing the Flash back to that summer blockbuster time because this is kind of, I feel, DC's attempt at kind of a no-way home-style nostalgia multiverse trip because it's bringing back that Michael Keaton Batman. It's giving Ben Affleck Affleck Batman his final, you know, turn as Batman. Um, I'm guessing there'll probably be some other multiverse cameos. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, Not necessarily in the vein that the Doctor Strange... Two leaks have been describing but I'm sure there will be I'm sure we'll be seeing some other callbacks Um. yeah I just find that hilarious uh, DC League of Super Pets the animated um, Super Pets movie only pushed back from May to July I found that a little interesting however Shazam 2 uh, Fury of the Gods which I'm not gonna lie I really I'm quite fond of the first Shazam movie I thought it was really good I think Zachary Levi is perfect As Shazam, and I quite like, I can't remember the name of the child actor for Billy Batson, but I found them to, I found them to, I don't know, they just felt like, yeah, Asher Angel, He's a. I think he's a Disney Channel um, kid actor, but I found them to be, you know, I think the most important part of casting for Shazam is you have to make your Billy Batson and Shazam, they have to feel like the same person, because for all intents and purposes, they are the same person. And so I feel like it is very important to have that kind of in sync chemistry where they both kind of feel interchangeable as the same person. And I feel like they, they really nailed that. And I liked Mark strong as the villain. I did find him a little bit forgettable. And of course the seven sins were kind of, um, disappointing to me for a final, final action sequence. However, I did like the Shazam family. That was a really good, really, really good sequence in the film. Um, But yeah, that's been moved up, it was gonna be about mid-2023, but now it's been moved to December 16th of this year, actually, so I'm wondering if they just switched that for the Flash, they just took the Flash and put it in Shazam's, um, position, I'm not entirely sure why, and then just a couple other, um, delays, they actually, I don't know who asked for this, but Wonka... It's the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory prequel. I'm gonna be honest, I quite like the original um was it was it yeah, Willy Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That was the original. I quite like that film. I think it's pretty good. Um but I don't I'm not entirely fond of the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Was it two thousand five or somewhere around there? The Johnny Depp remake, I guess, is the easiest way to to describe it and I believe Tim Burton worked on that but there's just I don't know I I love Gene Wilder's portrayal of Willy Wonka I think it's one of the best just you know classic film portrayals of a childhood you know character Willy Wonka you know it's an incredibly famous movie and I think he had an incredible portrayal of that you know megalomaniac just fucking insane man who takes children to his chocolate factory to die I guess I mean <laughs> that's what happens in the movie to everyone except for Charlie um and then Meg too I don't know I don't I don't know Meg the Meg was a movie and they're making another one I guess it's probably gonna be the same but they'll have a a, a, a massive a massive shark maybe or maybe they'll have like a Robo meg like a Mecha meg so it'll be Meg versus Mecha Meg. But that Meg two is gonna come out August fourth of next year, twenty twenty three. I I don't know. Jason Statham's coming back, so I don't know. We'll see. I doubt anyone's really calling for a Meg franchise, but I do I do kind of find it entertaining that monster movies are kind of coming back into the zeitgeist. You know, with the recent King Kong Godzilla films, uh, Meg. Um but I just feel like they're... I'm hoping that they don't end up becoming what they used to be. And it's just horrid, you know, popcorn action films. Like, some of my favorite monster films are... Um, you know, you got obvious ones. Like, you know, your, your classic 1954 Godzilla. But I'm also quite fond of the Peter Jackson 2005 uh, King Kong remake. I thought that was a really strong film. It is incredibly fucking long it is like 3 hours but I think it's a really really solid just epic set like a epic period piece and I just think it's an incredible film I love the leads I love Adrian Brody in that movie um, I love Andy Serkis as Kong I think is incredible I think he did a really good not even just motion capture but I think he emotes so well And you do kind of get that sense of, um, like, this is just a living creature in front of me. And then, of course, Naomi Watts pulls in a really great performance as Anne. I think she was really good. I think Jack Black as Carl is, it just makes sense. You know, that is a, that's a casting that makes perfect sense. Because Jack Black kind of plays a, a funny asshole really well. And then, of course, you had, like, an early appearance from Jamie Bell pre, you know, Fant4Stick. You had Kyle Chandler, so he's he's been in both modern King Kong continuities, which I find really hilarious. Um, so, yeah, that uh, Cloverfield, the original Cloverfield, that's what I forgot. Uh, the original Cloverfield from, I think it was 2008, that is a great film. And so is the follow-up 10 Cloverfield Lane. Those are really just solid anthology just horror monster alien movies and then of course you have whatever cloverfield paradox turned out to be it's that's kind of, that movie is kind of a shit show i i didn't hate it as much as other people did i found i found it to be kind of scattershot and all over the place um and of course there is the shoehorned clover appearance at the end of it the monster appears above the clouds um, will we ever get a follow-up to that? I know there is a fourth Cloverfield film in development, but I believe it's only supposed to be just a follow-up to that original 2008 film. I believe that's what J.J. J. Abrams said. Um, I could be wrong, so fact-check me and do, um, do yell at me about that, please. I, I could use that. And then a film that I do want to talk about relating to the DC, um delays is Batgirl now this is a film I'm actually I've been really excited for it was announced back in I want to say like 2017 2018 maybe and Joss Whedon was attached to direct How it and you know of course he left thank god because all the drama with Justice League that's come out recently you know it's, it's good that he's gone I don't think that he's a good person to have attached to a Batgirl film but I love Batgirl Barbara Gordon is one of my favorite DC characters so of course I'm excited for her to get her own solo film I'm very confused about the continuity because of course the Flash isn't out yet so we don't know what continuity changes are about to be happening to the DCEU but you know we have the return of JK Simmons as James Gordon which honestly I think is a really great casting we just didn't see any of him in Justice League 2017 or the Snyder Cut like there's it's kind of like the Jared Leto Joker I feel like there's not enough to have a set in stone opinion so it's kind of just um, it's kind of just whatever you see is really all that your opinion is and I think he had a really good good portrayal just a seasoned older Jim Gordon because that is a a universe with a seasoned older Batman but you know, Jared Leto Joker is Jared Leto Joker, I'll share my thoughts on him for another time, maybe I'll make a a video talking about the Jokers, or maybe I'll make a Suicide Squad episode at one point, who knows, um, and of course, you know, Brendan Fraser as Firefly, I am incredibly excited for that, because, you know, Brendan Fraser is an incredible man, he is just, he's so great, you need to watch the Mummy trilogy if you haven't, that is whew, those are some films, um, but the part of this film that I really want to talk about is Michael Keaton as Batman, of course, you know, he's returning in The Flash, but he is also coming back for the Batgirl film. Now, the tentative release date for this film is still 2022, it's going to be HBO Max, um, like a specifically HBO Max film, I believe, I don't think it's going to have a theatrical release, which I guess makes sense, I don't think Batgirl is necessarily in the in the mainstream zeitgeist enough for it to be a theatrical release. I feel like HBO Max, it's, you know, perfect maybe for these lesser-known characters. You know, I believe Blue Beetle was supposed to be an HBO Max film. It might have switched to a theatrical release. I'm not entirely positive on that one. And essentially, I'm just wondering how they're going to handle the Michael Keaton Batman, if this does, in fact, come out in 2022. Oh, yeah, I've got it right here. Blue Beetle is going to come out 2023, and it's changed to a theatrical release. All right. Um, I'm just confused how they're going to handle Michael Keaton's Batman if this does come out this year in 2022, because The Flash has been moved back. So if this does come out this year, I feel like it'll lessen the impact of seeing Michael Keaton return for the Flash and getting to catch up on how the universe has transitioned, because I believe it's only going to take into account Batman and Batman Returns, which I think Batman nineteen eighty nine is a pretty solid superhero film, especially for the time. I'd say it's probably on par with. I feel I feel hesitant on saying it's on par with the the uh, Christopher Reeve superhero or Superman films. It's definitely not a Superman three or four. Those are those are those are those are a rough watch i think superman 4 is kind of it's a wholesome watch with superman 3 is it's it's one of the worst um but i don't like batman returns i don't really think it's that great of a film michelle pfeiffer is great as catwoman i definitely think that was a great casting i just don't like i feel like danny devito would be perfect as a comic book style penguin kind of akin to maybe what Colin Farrell is doing in The Batman. But this is a... He was like a a mutant penguin man, right? Like, his parents looked at him and they were like, oh, I I don't want this penguin baby. So they just threw him into the sewer. And essentially the film was just a penguin baby and Catwoman occasionally featuring Michael Keaton Batman. And then it also had Max Shrek, which I believe... Was supposed to be Harvey Dent or some of Max Shrek's scenes were supposed to be featuring uh, Billy D. Williams Harvey Dent which did return I believe in the Batman 89 comic I could be could be wrong on that but he did Billy D. Williams did come back to voice him in the Lego Batman movie because he was fucked out of that role because they put Tommy Lee Jones and that they recast him for Batman Forever and Batman and Robin which I believe they will not be in continuity anymore, at least for the DCEU, Michael Keaton insurance, uh, they might be, I'm not entirely sure if it's going to be kind of like a, a parallel continuity or a branching continuity, or if the flash is going to affect the continuity status of those films, um, but I believe for now they're probably not going to be in canon, which I'm okay with as long as they are still just like a, just like maybe a universe of their own. Because I do think there is merit to those films. Like Batman Forever is kind of that is the turning point, obviously, because you have Jim Carrey Riddler and Tommy Lee Jones uh, Two Face as the leads, and you had Val Kilmer, who I actually think was kind of kind of good as a Bruce Wayne Batman. Um, you had Chris O'Donnell, who I do not think was a good choice for Robin. Nothing against Chris O'Donnell. I just think he was a he looks like a twenty six year old man playing someone who I guess is. 16 or 17, because, you know, he's taken in by Bruce Wayne, so it'd be weird for Bruce Wayne to take in a 26-year-old boy, I guess, um, who does do, he does some incredible, like, laundry uh, martial arts, which is really cool. That is a, a great scene in that, in that film. But uh, I think Batman and Robin is just a really, like, wholesome Adam West throwback. That 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 just feels like a complete Adam West throwback film. Um, You've got the the bat ice skates and Mr. Freeze wanting crystals to freeze the city, even though he's working with Poison Ivy, who wants plants to overtake the city. And then you've got just the, the worst mischaracterization of Bane. Like, I know people have issues with the Dark Knight Rises. I will definitely have to be talking about the Dark Knight Trilogy because I have some very interesting and maybe unpopular takes on the dark knight trilogy but i think that they handled bane well for it being just a just real the real world but batman's there um i think they did really well they didn't give him venom of course they gave him painkillers i guess in his uh his painkiller addicted bane like drug addict bane maybe and, um, I don't have a problem with the voice. I know everyone does. I think maybe my favorite, um, adaptation of Bane is maybe the Arkham series. I really like that Arkham Asylum boss fight that you have with him. And I love you just fucking running your car right into him. I think that is hilarious. Um, and I really like the Arkham City appearance that he has where he's, where you kind of help him take down the Titan. Um, formula tanks, and of course, you know, that, that partnership does not last, um, and I really liked the Arkham Origins interpretation, where he is kind of that normal man, and then he gets, you know, filled up with venom, and I like the, I'm not always a fan of villains finding out Batman's identity, and then something happens where they forget it, or, you know, some plot contrivance, you know, makes it to where they don't remember or can't say his identity because in that game Bane finds out that Bruce Wayne is Batman but then the Titan that he injects himself with I believe it gives him like memory loss or something because it like kind of takes away a lot of his intelligence like he's still kind of an intelligent strategist after that um game but he does not remember Bruce Wayne's identity I think it's a weird game. Um, I don't like the I don't like a lot of that game. I love the soundtrack and I love the boss fights, but it's just something about that open world in that game is just very bland and bleh. Um, I'm not entirely fond of that game, but I do have a lot of great memories of that game, and I think it is completely serviceable as an Arkham game. Um, I don't think it should be forgotten as a piece of the Arkham series. Um, I do like the touch, though, that the Joker most of the time, I believe, knows who he is, but just doesn't care, or the Riddler knows who he is, but, you know, he, he doesn't tell anybody, because that's, you know, that's the part of the riddle, you know, there's no point to a riddle if everyone knows the answer, um, yeah, I think that was kind of a rabbit hole I just fell down from <laughs> talking about Batman and Robin, uh, there's so many films I'm going to need to cover on this podcast, and I hope that you guys do kind of, um, you know, keep coming around you know, I'm. I feel like this could be a lot of fun. You know, we can build a nice little community to just talk about maybe our unpopular film opinions. I know I've got a lot. Um, I could say them right now out of context, and it would probably cause a massive stir. Until I make a make episodes on them, um, I can give one right now. I think that the Dark Knight Rises is the best Dark Knight trilogy film. That's something that I'll talk about in a Dark Knight trilogy video that might be actually my next pod podcast that I make I might make um, this coming Monday's episode just the Dark Knight trilogy in celebration of the Batman I think that'll be a really really fun time and a really great way to c- kick off this podcast because Batman in, is one of my favorite fictional characters Um, but yeah I think that's going to probably wrap up for this news you know we had No Way Home it's digital release was, of course, you know, leaked. I mean, you know, who's who's surprised about that? I was surprised that it didn't happen sooner, if anything. I was surprised that it didn't leak online whenever it was theatrically released. Um, and then of course, you know, you had DC, you know, dropping the ball, shitting the bed again with the DC universe. This isn't entirely their fault this time, but I do think it was a little... It was a little cocky of them to... Um, announced 2022 as the Year of Heroes and then immediately backtrack on that. Like, they said, oh yeah, we're going to have The Flash, we're going to have Black Adam, we're going to have Aquaman. Then they said, oh wait, never mind. We're going to have Black Adam and Shazam. But they're not in the same movie together. Awesome. So, that is... It's a weird note to end on, but I do feel like it's very fitting to end this episode now. I did I think this episode came out a little longer than I originally intended it to, just because I don't know this I think it's gonna be really this is gonna be a really fun um road to go down and I hope that you guys go down it with me because I feel like this could be a really fun and creative just you know, project to launch. So I'm going to say goodbye. And I will see you next time. Have a great day.